It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wanted to be at Texas State. Uh, I chose to be at Texas State. Uh, I'm from Texas. That was important to me. Um, I always knew if the right guy got this job, you better watch out. You better watch out. I tried to warn y'all. This is Win Now or Get Bent, episode 123. If you don't already know, I'm Kev Tardello, coming to you on Sunday, September 3rd. And the Bobcats took back Texas. Let's go. Down go the Baylor Bears. Hold on. Let's set the mood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hold on. Let me sip this victory beer real quick. Oh, yeah. You like the koozie? Shout out. Fan sent me that one. That was very cool. I wish I'll look up his his at and I'll, I'll throw it in a tweet. But shout out to this koozie. If you're watching on the video, you saw me put on the Take Back Texas hat. Sipping a beer from a Wind Hour Get Bent koozie. Feels good. Get bent, Bears. Get bent, Bears. What a win for the Bobcats. Huge, huge, massive upset over the Baylor Bears. What was it, 27 and a half point underdogs? Didn't matter. The Bobcats hadn't beaten the Baylor in, in 114 year history, nine games since 1909. No wins over the Baylor Bears in football. Doesn't matter. Bobcats got the win. Texas State hasn't beaten a P5 program, at least since being FBS. They haven't beaten a P5 program since being at this level. Doesn't matter. Cats got the W. What a win. TJ Finley, the starter. The GJ Kinney era is here. It's funny today is September 3rd because I remember being in his office and looking at a football. It was a commemorative football from Incarnate Word on September 3rd of last year commemorating his very first win as a coach. And then his very first win as a coach at Texas State day before that day. And now today is the one-year anniversary of his very first win in Incarnate Word, and he has another win at Texas State over the Baylor Bears. Wow. That was way too long on the opening part. I, I meant to, to dive into the sponsor. I, I, you know, this episode is sponsored by TGC, the Galindo Collective, TGC LLC, the Galindo Collective.com. That's G A L I N D O Collective.com. A team of professional consultants dedicated to helping others realize their business potential through people, planning, and practice. Their services cover a wide range of areas such as business strategy, marketing, human resources, and financial planning. Uh, they offer full-service solutions on general business evaluations but specialize in residential and rental properties, commercial operations, and construction. If you own property and want to maximize its profitability, contact TGC at thegalindocollective.com. And follow their social media platforms on Twitter at TGC underscore LLC. 
and on Instagram and Facebook at the Galindo Collective. Shout out to Rick Galindo, a true Texas State sicko, a, for, a Texas State grad himself. I know he was he was on cloud nine after last night, just like the rest of us. Uh, how about that? Very he's sponsoring us this whole season. Very first game sponsored by TGC. Huge upset over the Baylor Bears. Coincidence? I think not. Throw your support at the Galindo Collective. G-A-L-I-N-D-O, GalindoCollective.com. All right, back to some Bobcats. Let's talk football. Let me, you know, I, I need I need another sip after after that ad read. Oh yeah. It's like one o'clock on Sunday right now. You know, it's it's not quite five o'clock, but we're 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 celebrating today. And just today only, you know. There's a lot more season left, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll, let's break down tonight first off. 31-42 win for the Bobcats. TJ Finley got the start, as I was saying. Some of you were following along on social media with us at WNOGB on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, at Win Now or Get Bent on Twitter. It's WNOGB on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram. We're doing some more stuff there. Um, but if you're following along on Twitter, then you saw that we put out a video of the team coming off the bus because the wizard, Zachary Webb, got there nice and early, posted up. They were coming off the bus. We saw G.J. Kenny off first, then the rest of the coaches and the very first player, T.J. Finley. Right then, me and the wizard looked at each other. We're like, okay, done deal. We're, we're pretty sure we, we know the situation. And he and I, we were at camp. That's, it's been the really cool part about camp in this season. It's been the first time where I've had a confidant where somebody I can bounce ideas off of and like, hey, what are you seeing? What do you think of this? Uh, and we both took a look at the quarterback situation. And we're like, that arm on TJ is just special. It's different. It's different than the other guys out there. Malik Hornsby's abil- ability to run the ball is different as well. But that arm, that's, a, that's the, the strength in his arm I haven't seen here. And I, I feel like I've been saying that on the pod uh, and I don't, I didn't feel like it was like hitting home as much because you can't really see it. But I, I feel like now since everyone gets to see it, you got to see it on TV and everything. You see how strong that arm is when he lets it out of his hand, it gets to that receiver fast. The DBs don't have a lot of time to react and get on the play. Cause even he was what? 22 for 30 last night. Let me pull up these stats real fast. 22 for 30, 298 yards and three touchdowns. Those seven incompletions, I didn't see one where I was like, man, that was almost picked. That was a dicey throw. That was a dangerous pass. I didn't feel that when I was watching them. Even on the the throws that were inaccurate or weren't quite there, they they didn't didn't scare me. They weren't overly risky. He may have like overthrown somebody or um, you know, just a couple drops as well. Ashton Hawkins, that was that was crazy. Uh a very unlike him. And maybe he just got the drops out early and he got them out early in a win, so he had too many catches last year against Baylor. He had 13, so he kind of he hit his quota last season. So he had to throw in some drops, means to an average. I'm obviously saying that in jest. I'm in a great mood. I'm in the best mood. This is, this is. I, I love doing this pod all the time. I am so excited to do this pod today. I, I'm not going to make it too too long because this is. I said it was episode 123. It's kind of a special episode in between episode. Uh, Got to do it. I, I almost did. I tried to do one last night. I didn't get home until real, real late. I didn't go to bed till four. Uh, but for a little bit, I was like setting up for a pod. But it, was, it was too late. I was brain dead. Needed to get some sleep, collect my thoughts. Um, but yeah, Ashton Hawkins, like I said, a couple drops, but he still had five catches, 58 yards. Uh, so that's 18 catches for him combined against Baylor the last two years. 
but TJ Finley, just he looked so poised. If you saw the press conference, go check it out on YouTube. I know the school uploaded it. We got to talk to to GJ Kenny, TJ Finley, and Joey Hobart. And man, he just exudes confidence. You could just feel it oozing out of him when he's sitting up there at the podium. You could tell it's a guy who's who's uh, dealt with media at bigger areas at these SEC programs at Auburn at LSU. I felt it the first time I interviewed him on Texas State Media Day back on like August 18th. That's on our YouTube channel if you haven't seen that. And I, I could feel it when just breaking down his throwing mechanics, talking about the pressure he felt at those other schools. I could just tell he was he was really poised. And he's a you know, he's a college grad as well. He's a grad transfer here. So he, he's a, a really sharp individual. Uh, real confident and clear with his message in the press conference. I didn't like that he didn't know UTSA was a rival, uh, but you know he's brand new. What are you What are you gonna do? And when it's been as one sided as it has, how how is anyone supposed to know it's a rivalry? It's really just been a beatdown over the last decade. So maybe maybe TJ Finley can can change that, turn it back into a real real rivalry once again. Um, it, you know, and if there if there is a criticism on Finley, that fumble wasn't great. Uh, the one it was the 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 third series of the game for the Bobcats, I believe. Yeah, the first series was a three and out. Next one was a touchdown. Uh, great pass, Connor Fox set him up in the red zone that twenty one yarder. I like to see that. It was his only catch. It was the only catch by a tight end. Y'all know I love tight ends, but that was a good play. It's a good play. Didn't didn't need more of that. Um, and I'll talk more about the offensive sets, but let, let's. Let's talk about Finley and that fumble. Um, that was, I asked him about it after the game, and he was saying he hadn't been hit since last season, week three against Penn State. And he uh, he was trying to, pocket was collapsing. It seemed like he was trying to dish it off to the running back, and it just slipped out. At least that was in his mind, and it slipped out. And, uh, and, and Baylor recovered, led to a field goal. Two fumbles, both of them led to field goals for the Bobcats. Dario Davenport. Had a fumble, I think it was the second quarter, maybe third quarter, that led to a, a Baylor field goal as well. So two turnovers led to six points. Um, you know, some of those drops by Hawkins was something that wasn't fantastic. There was some missed coverage a little bit on defense. and But, you know, it's all nitpicking. It's a win over a team they weren't supposed to beat. They weren't even supposed to be close. I was over here saying, like, you know, maybe they'll cover. <laughs> Look at them. They won the whole damn game. <laughs> she goes to show what I know right there, man. I should have been buying in you know the 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 reluctance cautious optimism is is how i tried to have it after what we've seen the last eight years but i'm ready to be insufferable now i'm ready to just just everybody to to not stand the bobcats that's what i'm looking for because i'll tell you what it was it was pretty interesting to see how dejected everybody was at that game even like some of the staff at baylor in that press box you could just you could see it turn they're not you know they're not they they're not used to they're not used to it, especially when it comes to someone they consider smaller than them as Texas State, you know, consider smaller than them. they are, you know. But not last night. Bobcats weren't smaller than the Bears last night. That's for sure. Uh, but it was it, it was it was interesting to see in the in the atmosphere after the game. I, I brought up the press conference where uh, GJ was talking and TJ and, and Joey Hobart. And uh, and it, it was it was a vibe I had never seen in there before. I mean, the school president, Dr. Kelly Dampfus, Agent K. Damp, you know him. He's been on the pod. He came up and dapped me up and gave me a little a little bro hug. Was like, let's go. He was excited. Everybody was excited. We were watching the in behind us behind the media people. 
were the um um the video the videographers for the team like Kirby Kirby and all those guys uh and and they were they were they're, they're younger guys look like like 20 years old or so and they were just they're trying to be quiet but they're like let's go yes like real real quiet whispering let's go to each other <laughs> it was a funny scene it was great uh it it's nice to see the the bobcats leave a situation like that with with such high hopes you know cuz that's what i want to cover man and, and it's it's such a different deal too especially with the president coming up and like and like you know dapping me up and and being excited about the win when before i was treated kind of like i was an enemy like i was i was here to document the downfall of the bobcats when nay friends i want to document the rise of the bobcats that's what i want that's what i've always wanted and that's why i've been I don't know. I don't think I've been hard to my message that winning should be the standard, but it should be. And, and man, it feels good, doesn't it? We all feel good today. Everyone felt good leaving that game. Uh, I felt good. I felt good seeing G.J. Kinney in charge of this football team, and I felt good looking at, at Dr. Kelly Dampfus, Don Coriel in charge of this department, and I'm very, I'm, I feel good. I feel good. It feels like, oh, man, I am seeing – proof of concept on something I have invested in over a decade ago. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for dividends to come back and say, you know what? You're right. This is, this is a, a sleeping giant. It can be, someone's got to wake it up. GJ's over there making a lot of noise, banging trash can lids together, trying to, trying to get this giant up. Woke up last night. We'll see how long it stays up. Cause there's a long season left, a lot of season left. And it starts next week with our our greatest nemesis utsa but you know what? i'm not done talking about this game this is not a very very organized pod my thoughts are everywhere i am excited i can't wait we have lots of content coming out as well stay tuned for the cinematic recap of the game the the wizard he's a madman he was out there just recording the entire game i kept telling him hey man you can come with the press box take a break something i mean that's a long game it's a lot to hold a camera and move around run around back and back on the back and forth on the field and he did it and he got some great clips and i can't wait for y'all to see that uh but we'll we'll break down this game real fast and then we'll talk about what it means for the future uh the rest of this season um but yeah let's let's go to stats i was going to break down the scores y'all remember the scores Ishmael Mahdi, 80, 83 yards rushing, that 65-yard touchdown. That was fantastic. Uh, they only gave him six carries. They were trying to really spread it around. Um, but one of those six carries went for a 65-yard score. Calvin Hill was kind of the bell cow with 19 carries, 56 yards. TJ Finley, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 19 carries, 53 yards. I was looking at his gain, and his net was 53. Because um, they, they put the gain in there, but if they lose yards, that's the net. And that's the real number. In case you didn't know. Uh, TJ Finley, six carries, 18 yards, and a touchdown. You know, for he's, he's not the fastest guy. And I even tweeted last night. I, people owe me apologies who told me he was immobile. You know, he's, he's, he's not, still not a speedster out there by any means. But, you know, quick enough to get a 16-yard touchdown on a bootleg on fourth and two. Not bad. Not bad at all. That was another thing I liked was them going for it on fourth down. I'll, I'll make sure to talk about that. Uh, receiving, I said it, Joe Dirt, Joey Hobart, six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. You know, I did ask after the after the press conference ended because they were kind of – we didn't get to ask all the questions in that press conference. 
you know, they have to go back to Waco's late at night. It's like 11 at night. Um, I'm sorry, they have to go back to San Marcos. They have to leave Waco and never go back. Ha! But they... It was kind of quick, and, you know. We we didn't get past more more so more than just the general questions of like, well, how'd you feel about the game and blah blah blah. Like I started to ask the more in depth questions. You know, you start out with the general ones and you work your way up to the to the deep ones. And I I, I started to get there when I asked when I asked T J Finley and, and Joey Hobart about what was something they were preparing for while looking at Baylor. What's something that the coaches were focusing on that you felt really paid off in this game. And I like I like the way they did the way they looked at each other and they're like we're not giving this guy anything that stays that stays with us tells me they knew something though what did they know I don't know but I love the camaraderie of those guys the way they look at each other and you could just tell that that the it's not fraying at the edges no one's gonna no one's gonna pick at the threads and pull everything apart uh, because these guys are are too close with 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 each other to worry about all the narratives and everything and giving away all, all the game plan and, and all of that. Because, you know, I, hey, man, I was kicking tires. I was flipping rocks. I was trying to figure out who the starting quarterback was. I was trying to find some good information for everybody. And it was hard. And that's indicative of a, a tight ship. That G.J. Kinney, and they believe in G.J. Kinney, that there's no no detractors who are sitting there kind of mumbling to the media in the background saying, ah, oh, you know, here's what's going on. Because I've gotten that in the past. And I'm sorry, it's my job to to do that, and I'm I'm going to continue to do that, no matter how much I love Texas State. You know, I mean, I have to be uh, uh, impartial with my coverage, but y'all know where my heart is. You know, it's there's there's the duality of man, um, but that's just that just shows that they they they're close and they believe enough in what they're doing that when they say, hey, don't talk about this, they don't talk about it because they don't want to mess it up. And so I, I think that's a, a really cool situation. Of course, as a, as a member of the media, I want more information. I want them to give me all the stuff. But as somebody who is observing a program or a team or, you know, as a professional team or a collegiate program, and to see that the, the captain of the ship, if you will, is, is running a tight ship and that there's not any little holes, little leaks around the bow that will eventually get bigger and sink the ship. Um, so I think that's a, a pretty good thing whenever I see it. Of course we want, we want more information, but you know, what's more fun than, than talking about gossip and information talking about wins. I love it. I love talking about wins. Um, so fourth down, let's talk about fourth down. They went for it four different times on fourth town, fourth down, got it all four times. Now, I saw that, and maybe I was a little too glass half full. I was like, yeah, hey, man, you know, once they get past the 50, they're being aggressive, especially you're playing a P5 team. You're playing a team you're not supposed to beat. They're supposed to beat you by 30. Go for it on fourth down. Field goals aren't going to win this. No way. That's how I read it. Some of y'all read it the other way, like maybe they don't believe in the kicker because we didn't see one kick from Mason Shipley or anything. And, again, that's more of those in-depth questions I didn't get to get to with GJ. It's just like a nine-minute press conference. Sometimes usually they go to a little closer to 20 minutes, at least 15. But again, we're different situation, extenuating circumstances on that Saturday night. Um, but it, it's that's them going forward on fourth down. It's that's something they did at Incarnate Word pretty often too. Uh, and I think it was it was an aggressive game plan for this game specifically. And I mean, even when you even when you look at the, the four fourth downs that they went for, I wrote them down here. 
three of the four were in the second quarter. Two of them were on one drive. The very first one they went for is fourth and five from the Baylor 41. So once they got past the 50, they're like, all right, let's do this. Uh, fourth and five, six-yard pass from Finley to Hawkins. Now a little later in that drive, fourth and four from the Baylor 36. Six-yard run uh, by somebody. I have bad handwriting, but they got the first down on a, on a six-yarder on that play. And that led to a touchdown by Denario Davenport. That that 27-yarder that he had, they went for it on fourth down twice, kept that drive alive, turned into a touchdown. So right there, there's a touchdown over field goal. A little later in the quarter, fourth and two from the Baylor 36, six-yard run by Jamil Jeter. He then capped off that drive with that that one-yard touchdown. So there's another time they went for it on fourth down, led to a touchdown, didn't settle for a field goal. Go to the third quarter at the Baylor 16-yard line, fourth and two. That 16-yard bootleg touchdown by T.J. Finley on fourth and two. Another touchdown. So they went for it on four fourth downs and got 21 points out of it. Uh, I And if you look at what they won, let's say they take those, those 21 points and they settle for field goals instead. What's the score? Uh, that's that's too much math for me. They'd, they'd still win, they'd still win, but by two points, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know what I'm saying. It, it was it was more points. It was a way to really uh, make it so that Baylor was was at arm's length the whole game. I mean, Texas State came out there. They had a three and out the first series, and after that, they scored on the second series, fumble on the third one. Then they controlled it from there on out. Only three punts the whole game. Didn't see a lot of Seamus O'Kelly. Um, so. I like them going for it on fourth down, but I will say, even saying that, uh, I, I will, I, I do wonder what the situation is with the kicker, if that is a lack of confidence in that kicker, or or what the deal is there. Um, you know, Baylor went for it on fourth down as well. They missed one, one big fourth, fourth, uh, fourth and one stop that was huge. The interception by Sean Holton, um, just some good stingy defense that counteracted some of those fumbles that we were talking about. Now, Baylor went on to score on those fumbles, two field goals. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that one big fourth down stop, that was, that was real big by the Bobcats. Uh, let's look at this team chart here because I wanted to see how many plays they ran. 69 plays. Nice. Good job, GJ. Uh, 69 plays for 441 yards. Time of possession. Seems like they were less than Baylor. Um, yeah, they were. 26 26 minutes and 12 seconds to 33.48 for Baylor. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so efficient. That's a lot of plays. 69 plays in 26 minutes. They were moving. And I, I really appreciated the sets. The very first offensive set they came out was that one we've talked about a lot and that, that we've expected or, the, you know, that, that I've said I've been expecting on this pod where it was four receivers, a running back, no tight end. Um, and that first series, three and out. The next series, where they did score, brought the tight end out. I mentioned earlier, Connor Fox had that nice catch that got him into the red zone. 
Um, but that and that's when they did three receivers tied in running back. Um, next time out, it was back to that four receiver running back. Uh, but they, they would go back and forth between that. And I think that's why we, when we, we see the 12 positions on offense and, and even the, the variation of the defense on the depth chart, we saw all the looks. They gave us, uh, they gave us all these names, and I looked at it and said, 83 names? What's going on here? This isn't, this isn't much of a depth chart. Even when they printed it out and they handed it to us at the game in the press box, and you have Baylor's depth chart next to Texas State's depth chart, and they're, on, they're in the same amount of space on this piece of paper but Texas State's font is like smaller and they're all squished together because it's all these names. It's way more names than Baylor had. Uh, but they played a lot of these different variations on offense and defense. And I mentioned the the four receiver sets or, or the three receiver sets with the tight end on offense, but on defense, that standard four two five that we've been expecting out of Jonathan Patkey, that came out first. That man coverage, we saw we saw all of that. Four down linemen, two linebackers, uh, a star position. DB at that nickel, two corners, two safeties. Um, but then they'd come out, and it wasn't until the third series, though. It was 4-2-5, 4-2-5. And then it was that third series when Ben Bell came out at that outside linebacker spot where we saw four down linemen. And instead of the star position almost standing parallel to the two inside linebackers, he was standing parallel in a stand-up rush position to the defensive line. Interesting variation there. Um, it's, it, it doesn't change it too, too much. All it does, it, it's instead of that extra DB, it's an extra linebacker, extra D lineman, basically. Um, break down on the run a little bit, go get the quarterback, you know. But even, heck, man, when they were doing the star position, Caleb Coleman, let me look up some defensive stats for Caleb Coleman. He looked terrific, hitting dudes all over the place. I don't know why I didn't look at any of his stats. Let's see. Give me some defensive stats. Here we go. Caleb Coleman, four tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a sack. Yeah, it was, it was a sack for him. Um, Tavian Coleman, two tackles for a loss, and a sack as well. Shout out to Tavian. Two Colemans. No relation, I'm sure. I, don't, I, don't, I can't say that. Sam Latham, two and a half tackles for a loss, and a sack. That was the other thing, defensive end. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll keep talking about these sets a little bit. But, yeah, it was, it was they advertised multiple looks on both sides of the ball, and we, we saw it. And we saw it work to to success as well. Um, defensive end, I, I mentioned that I wasn't sure what was going to happen there. Is Ben Bell going to start? Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't think Jordan Revels is going to start. That's what I thought going into it. I was wrong. He was a captain. He started, looked pretty good. Let's see if he what he registered any stats or anything. Uh, da, da, da. I don't see any. I don't see any for Jordan Revels. That's surprising. But it's not too. It's not terrible. To, to it's it's surprising but not terrible um, because their the rotation at that defensive line was was very very heavy and they were they weren't even waiting they weren't even going series to series it was in in the series be the first play and then the two D tackles would come out and two more would come in um, man Coleman and, and Terry Webb look really good especially with no Myron Warren playing and no Jason Gold playing either that was that's interesting Myron Warren's injured Jason Gold I don't know. Wasn't at the game, wasn't available yesterday. Uh, still on the roster, but not available to play. I don't know what that means. You know, I could speculate, but you know, I'm not trying to to guess what's going on in in his life. But we'll figure out. We'll figure it out eventually. Um, but I, I really like the the way they looked on the inside there, especially Terry Webb. 
Oh, here we go. Jordan Revels, two tackles. <laughs> Sorry. He was just hiding near the bottom. Um, yeah. Because that was, man, whew, wow. I'm sorry, I'm looking at these stats. I'm getting distracted looking at them over here. It's like you're on a pod. You, you kind of have to talk some. Now, it's uh, it's 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 an, an incredible deal just looking at these stats and everything on defense. I mean, Brian Holloway, eight tackles in a TFL. They just, they're really, they played so many guys on defense. That rotation was heavy. They played a lot of defensive backs. There wasn't a ton of rotation at linebacker. It's mainly on the defensive line and at that DB position where they were, they were really, they were switching guys in and out. They wanted to get a full evaluation on these players and they got it that night. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a great win. I've said it, I said it earlier that there's a ton of season left. It's hard not to celebrate. You know, I, I popped the beer to start this pod. Hold on, let me. Oh, yeah. Good sip after all that talking, all that yapping. Now, it's, and just thinking about it in the context of, uh, you know, just myself personally, the the P5 games that I've traveled to over the years, and I've had the long drive or the long travel back home, uh, after a, a disappointing game, I think back, I went, I went out to Tech in 2013. I went to FSU in 2015. Went out to A&M in 2019. Uh, it's 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 nice to, and of course, Baylor last year. It's nice. It was a great drive home. It was a two-hour drive home from Waco, and it, it felt like it flew by. I mean, it was. I wasn't even listening to anything. I was just, you know, in my head, just excited about that and the potential that it can be for this place you know with with some a successful team i mean you see you saw the way it galvanized people last night keep that momentum going i mean this is one this is one and there's 11 more potentially more if you do it right could be more after we haven't seen that a postseason i've never covered a bowl game I'd love to cover one. Been to a couple as a fan, Alamo Bowl, Fort Worth Bowl, but never been to, never covered one. And I, I sure would love that. But it's going to start next week. This week, we're here. It's Sunday. UTSA. We all know them. We all hate them. Four nothing. That's, uh, that's the lead they have on the Bobcats since 2012. That game in 2012, I was there as a fan. My brother, UTSA grad, I don't like talking about it. But I sat in the student section with him and, and some of his frat brothers that game because I was so confident Bobcats were going to win. I sat in the student section wearing a Texas State shirt, and that, that game did not go great. Uh, may, have, may have been ejected with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. That may have happened. Who knows? Um, but, you know, and, and then the other three times it's, it's been as a reporter. You know, there was that one game, the extra point, Allen Arona, disappointing. It's it's been some. They have had our number. Uh, they've had the Bobcats number, since since they've had football, and that's the truth. It, it, it's 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 a tough reality for Texas State fans to admit. It's the truth. They didn't have football, and then all of a sudden they launched a team and surpassed the Bobcats. That's the thing is that pendulum can swing back. It's not too late. It's, you know, they're not, they're not so, they, 
they haven't lapped the Bobcats. UTSA, they're ahead, but they can be caught. It's a tough opponent this week. I know they lost to Houston. Uh, I haven't, I haven't dove into that one. I've been too, too enthralled with this game for right now. But now, now after this pod is when I'm like, all right, done focusing on it, done celebrating. I'll have this beer today, and then it's like we got to look at UTSA. What's happening now? Um, at least we don't have a quarterback controversy, right? We're all good with TJ Finley for this game. You know, G.J. Kinney said he'd like to see Malik Hornsby. He's earned a starting role and everything, and he'd like to see him get out there. Uh, and he almost put him out there towards the end of that game on Saturday. I didn't think that was fair to him. So who knows? Maybe there there could still be some more packages for him. But I think right now this is T.J. Finley's team. And go watch that press conference if you haven't yet. I was talking about how he just exudes confidence. That's a leader. That's the leader of this team. And he was at some areas that he was – playing at places before that were were tough really tough on players especially quarterbacks um and and i think he's just in a better situation now and you see his arm and it's sharp you hear him talk it's got a sharp mind i'm uh i'm excited about the tj finley prospect going forward but it's gonna be a tall task against utsa you know obviously you have you have jeff trailer coach there former coach of, of gj kinney at, at gilmer in high school uh, Frank Harris, he's beaten the Bobcats before. It's almost a Bobcat. Been there for seven years. I saw I saw UTSA post. Somebody at UTSA posted that Frank Harris. Here's a list of all the records Frank Harris has as a quarterback, and it's he's played seven of of the eleven years the program has existed. I hope he has some records at this point. Like, come on, you you can't really like. I think you got to be around for like 20 years before you can be like in program history, you know, like that's not, that's not long enough for me. That's not a lot. It's there's, there's not enough, not enough there, but not trying to take away from Frank Harris. He's, he's a fine quarterback, I'm sure. Um, But it's a big one. It's in San Antonio. It's at the Alamo dome. Uh, TJ Finley didn't realize it was a rivalry, but he's, he's, he's going to learn this week. No doubt about it. Man, I go back to that press conference. The the go watch GJ Kinney too, man. He looked like he was ready to fight. Uh, I could you could you could feel the adrenaline just just pouring out of his pores. He was he was ready to go, man. That was quite a scene last night. It was incredible. You know, and we'll talk more about it for sure. I'll listen back on this and be like, oh man, I should have said this and should have said that, and and I'll make some notes, but. Uh, you know, for now, it's it's a day of celebration. It's great. Um, if you want a little bit of a reality check, uh, remember how great it felt after App State last year? That was fantastic. It was fleeting. Um, don't want it to be fleeting. Can't let it be fleeting. Can't get too high. And, you know, obviously us as fans, there's nothing we can do about it for them on the field. Uh, but for, for, for Texas State, they... They need to just stay focused, stay the course, and and re- keep with their identity. I, I love that they kept the identity that GJ and Mac and all these coaches when they came over, and they didn't they didn't doubt what they were doing at Incarnate Word. They took it and they replicated it at a, at a higher level. Even when I asked GJ about it, I was just like, "How important was that?" He was like, "We had the number one offense in the country. Why would I not try to do it again?" And it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes it is that simple. But a lot of people overthink things. They'll overthink it, be like, oh, man, i got to change it up. 
I got to keep people guessing. I got to do this. And they didn't. They stayed true to it and it worked out and it can work out on this level. Those, those, those wide splits on those receivers, man, that creates a lot of havoc in the middle of the field. That's, in, that's an interesting deal. And you have to have the right type of quarterback who can throw it all the way there every time, all the way to the sideline. And that's a, that's a long throw, especially if you're on the opposite hash. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a fun offense, that's for sure. Um, defense, defense was great, too. They were pretty salty getting all those TFLs. I think it was 10 TFLs they had, a few sacks. Um, there were some coverage issues, but I know they were a little banged up there at times. Some uh, spe- specifically covering tight ends. That's something I noticed. Maybe hey, that's, it seems like that's the job of the star position we've talked about. Um, what was it? Drake, Drake Dabney, I think was his name was the tight end for Baylor really did a lot of things against Texas state. Let me see. Let's see his stats. I have stats right here. What did Dabney do for, for Baylor? Yeah. Six catches, 101 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He did a lot. Uh, it's a big old tight end there for, for Baylor that um that could be an issue that that's something they need to clean up on for sure uh because they were they were talking about stuff they need to clean up on the turnovers and I, I think that might be part of it some of that in coverage as well but all in all what a win what a time for the bobcats what a um oh man much much needed win this is a a program that was in in dire need of, of something like this of someone to just bring them to life and, you know, we open the pod with it every time. That quote, you better watch out. If the right person gets here, you better watch out because that's all this place needs. And now it's one game, so we're not building the statue for G.J. Kenny yet, although I'm kind of partial to putting a, a banner at Bobcat Stadium, Baylor Bears, 2023, September 2nd, 42-31. to 31. Hang the banner. Hang it. I'll hang a banner in my office. Don't don't do it at Bobcat Stadium. Everybody will everybody will make fun of Texas State, but it's a great win. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of season left, and it's we can't. It 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 hasn't he hasn't been anointed yet, but he's 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 pretty damn close. It's almost there. Man, I'll t- you, you beat UTSA. That statue might get built. I might commission it myself. I mean, come on, because that was the thing is even when I, I was talking about six and six. In, in in the pods leading up to the season. In my head, I was like, they have to get one of those first two games. And if, if one of those, it'll likely be UTSA. That Baylor one will be tough. I'm already wrong on my prediction. They got that win over Baylor. And you know what? Getting even just this Baylor win, a UTSA win will do astronomical things for for the morale of this fan base and for people who show up to the game and everything. Um but even without even without that, I feel this win over Baylor will have enough momentum that that first game against Jackson State is going to be pretty cool. I think there's going to be a good amount of people there. I think we're going to see some 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 passionate fans, some rabid rabid sickos out there on the Twitter streets. I want to see y'all out there fighting fighting these these road birds. Shout out to Atomic Punk. I still love saying road birds. Say it all the time. Um, but it's it's. It's great right now. It's 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 just a little bit of proof of what we all believe, of what we all have already kind of known about this place, that, that special things can happen here if curated right. And if the right person is there, maybe G.J. Kinney, 
it can it can take this things to new heights, take it to the to where it needs to be. So wake up that giant, GJ. Wake them up. Do whatever you got to do, man. Make all the noise. Maybe all the lights from the scoreboard will wake them up. And light up that scoreboard. That's a good defense, too, against Baylor. I know they were a little bit down last year, but they were on the defensive coordinator. Put up 42 on them. Gosh. Most points on the road in a long time. Should have looked up that stat, but we'll we'll save it for the next one because we'll end it here. We'll keep this one kind of brief. I know, man, I didn't mean to go 40 minutes. I, I honestly meant to go like 20 minutes because uh, I know I know the Wizards over there editing that that awesome cinematic recap video from all the footage he took on on Saturday. Um, but he'll get this one out there. We're gonna we're gonna listen to it on Sunday. But check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WinNowOrGetBent. I wrote a nice long thousand-word recap. Uh, it's free. I wanted everyone to see it. I mean, you beat the Baylor Bears. You want, you want the whole world to 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 know all about it. So I made that one free, but five dollars a month and for to support us, help support the the pod that you're listening to right now, and you get articles on that on that Patreon page. So go check that out. Our merch site, wnogb.com. I'm not I'm wearing the shirt right now. I got the take back Texas hat given to me by GJ Kenny. I I had to I had to show some love for that today because man, you know, when, when you talk about taking back Texas. Going, going to some of these Texas P5s, going into their house and taking a win, boy, that's a way to take it back, isn't it? Golly, get bent, Bears, get bent. But yes, WNOGB.com for for merch. Go check it out. Uh, lots of you were wearing it while watching the game. Thank you. That warms my heart, man. It really does. It's so cool. Uh, it's 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 special. You know, it's a cool community that we've kind of built around here and and i appreciate y'all supporting you know because there there was a time where uh i mean even when i was when i was working my side job last year and just when the baby was coming and i was like man am i am i really doing the right thing do i need to to smarten up and maybe do something different do something safer um you know you keep investing in this in this mediocre program um but you know this program isn't truly mediocre it just has mediocre people around it you get great people around it and it'll really show what this program can be uh and and today it feel like i was saying proof of concept after over a decade um it just feels great i feel i feel so thankful for all of you buying merch and subscribing to the patreon and like and subscribe and commenting and signing up your friends for our, our youtube accounts and our our accounts on Apple and, and, and our channels on Apple and Spotify and all of those. Uh, it feels great, especially on after an, after an awesome win like that. It feels great to be able to sit here and talk about it, document it, and and share this this great thing with other people who think it's a great thing. Um, very proud. I'm one. I'm one proud Bobcat today. That, that's for sure. Uh, thanks again to TGC, the Galindo Collective.com, G L I N D O, Galindo Collective.com. Thanks to the wizard Zach Webb, working hard, worked hard yesterday, working hard again today. That guy works hard all the time. Uh, this, he, it's funny, he thanked me on Twitter the other day how grateful he is because that was his first collegiate game to actually work. Um, and what a game it was. I mean, go to a P5 and, and see the Bobcats get that upset. But he, he thanks me. And how he's how he's forever grateful for me, and I'm forever grateful for him. I mean, this 
You've all witnessed it. This pod has taken a tremendous step up since he got here in February. Uh, and, and, and most of that is him. You know, I'm still just yapping away. It looks better and we're doing more things because cause he, has, he has jumped in here and made it possible for us to expand this. So thank you to Zach Webb. Subscribe to the YouTube channel just for that guy. That's his baby there, man. He's getting it going. Uh, and of course, thank you, sickos. Thank you for the support. They did it. They really did the damn thing, didn't they? Man, down go the bears. All right, everybody. Win now or get bent.